0: get more done. Let's add a little red right there.
1: Hey, we'll be right with you. For Bianca's flower shop, spring orders and Mother's Day are a tricky arrangement. can
0: I get help repotting this fiddle leaf? She
1: needs to put the pedal to the metal and find more florists. We're running low on daisies. How does that even happen? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed, you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment.
2: Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has sarcoma a soft tissue cancer.
1: One oncologist told us if it was my
2: son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane
1: headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope. For the
2: donors out there, it's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place.
1: And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is the gold at the end of a rainbow, and we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org.
0: You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Catengil.
3: Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there.
0: Local sports, national sports. The G Cat has got you covered.
3: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
0: Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the
3: Sports Hangover with Gus Catengil. Check
4: it out, Joe. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, got an open segment. Right here, coming up at 2:15, Marlon Favre, right, Leo Haggerty at 2:30, an open segment at 2:45, and I think Jordan wants to go enjoy his Friday here as we hit the two o'clock hour, an hour or three of the sports hangover. As always, we appreciate and welcome you for joining the show. And Jordan, as you know, it is of course Friday, and we normally open the you know, every hour with Rebecca Black Friday and everything. I, I'm I'm going to give you a gift here, okay? as part of your graduation gift especially since it's free the the friday of graduation you get to choose the the friday song what about that
5: nah just just keep it right there
4: really yeah okay Well, here we go so i get I can't believe you wouldn't take advantage of trying to, you know, to do that though, Jordan. I'm kind of upset then. You wouldn't, um. Uh... No, no, I, that just means that you, you owe me another gift. No. See, I knew that's where you were going. Give us the question
5: of the day, sir. There's two questions of the day and it looks like it's not looking too good for Tiger in his second day. But first question of the day is how impressive was Tiger's start to the Masters? Um, comment or call on 800 1003 Looks like he, bogeyed the last three holes so uh not looking too good for tiger today the other question has to deal with your new orleans pelicans they de- defeated the blazers last night final score being 127 to 94 give us your thoughts on that beat down again you could comment at espn radio and all over on twitter or call in 800-998-1003
4: look we talked about at the beginning of the show what what how he was going to feel and how that body was going to go. He hasn't looked good hitting the ball or he hasn't hit it well. No, I, so I have no idea if it's soreness, if it's tightness or what, but, um, he's missed greens. He's missed fairways. He's missed putts and through four when you're three over on the day, that's, that's my kind of score. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Actually, no, it, that's, that's no, probably it's a actually lot lower. Not your score no, it'd, it'd be like seven over. Yeah, exactly through four. You seven over. That's, no. well, I don't know. I mean, I, we're gonna, we're gonna see seven over. And you haven't played in years. Yeah, we're, we're gonna see Tiger misses another
5: putt. Seven over. Wait, you know, my You know what?
4: Well, here's the thing. He was uh, even, and again, the projected cut is four over. So he's two right now, and he does not get yeah, it. And together. you're saying you could
5: hit, you could be, you could be seven over. That you would have be seven over right now
4: at Augusta? That's not what I said. Augusta. I'm just saying, like City Park or something. No, not a shot. You don't think I'd be seven over through four? No, really. Through how many holes? Through four holes. That's all Tigers played. Not a shot. Really? I mean, I mean, if you if he double bogeyed each, you're six, right? So I'd have to make a par or something in there.
5: I could I could see you being a really good at the short game. I think you know hit like the. The drive, I think that's where you're gonna mess up.
4: You think that's gonna?
5: That's where you mess up. Why? Why?
4: Why? 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 Why are you concerned about the drive? You think I'm like, like, like? You talk about trees or fairways or what? What? what yeah, I think you, con- you just hook it. Oh, you think so? Huh? See, I'm, I'm not in there to to go in there and and try to impress you with my length and distance. There, bud. I'm gonna steady. She goes. Let the club. Let the club do the length for me. and make sure that's a, the second shot's always been my toughest shot. Always. 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 Cause that's when the chili dip comes. <laughs> the worm burner, the chili dips. Yeah. The, to me, the second, the, the first one is not that bad. You know the size of your driver? Like you're, if you just somewhat have played tennis or baseball, like for the most part, you're gonna, you're gonna make some sort of contact with the ball at the tee box It's, to me, it's the second shot. I always... See, I
5: try to kill the ball every time. Well, that's
4: why. Yeah. You, you have a bad mental approach, Jordan. You have a bad mental approach. <laughs> On it. That's why. Of course, with the Shambo, eight hundred nine nine eight. You're nowhere near Bryson DeChambeau, like at all, like nowhere near. Other than maybe how you party with your friends on the weekends. Maybe that's about it. It's about it. Okay. Um. But the Pels won last night. Is it the play of the game, Herb Jones? Herb Jones? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely the play of the game.
5: I mean, it's everywhere.
4: Right. How do you feel about this team going into the play-in? You got two games. You got to win one. and San Antonio lost last night by six to Minnesota, and by the way, Anthony Edwards for the T-Wolves need to drop forty-nine points. Like I, I almost feel like, and maybe this is grass fault or probably just history. I'm starting to get a little um oh, man in me about next week. You're getting you're getting what? Oh man. You know, just got I just I, I don't know why. Maybe it's the name, maybe it's the coach, maybe it's how they're playing as well towards the end. Like so let me ask you this. Who do you think is playing better basketball right now between those two teams?
5: The Pelicans and Spurs? Mhm. Pelicans.
4: I think it's almost even.
5: Really? Yeah. I have to get the past 10 games. Cause I, even though they haven't won, the Pelicans haven't won consecutively, right. they've done really well the past 10. So let's see. So out of eight games, they, they, so the last eight games, they've only lost two of the, two of the last eight games.
4: I just asked the graph and, and Daniel too, their opinion. And look, and they're, they're definitely say that playing too-
5: better than the San Antonio Spurs right now.
4: All right, I asked you. You gave it to me. That's what I'm saying. I I I want to say the Pelicans, but they lost to San Antonio recently. Well, see what I'm saying, right? Right? Is it the history involved in it? (laughs) Uh... I do like this though, because I do think this translates moving forward into the play-in activity on the defensive end. Fifteen steals last night. Fifteen steals. That's it's pretty good. Fifteen steals. That's something that Willie Green, after the game, talked about specifically uh, on the defensive end, playing well at this point because that's what they did. The steals fantastic,
6: do. and it was good that we were able to get our hands on the basketball, cause havoc, get deflections. But we also understand when we play – uh, teams that are up and coming, Memphis and Golden State and San Antonio, they're not going to turn the ball over as much. We still have to be active. We still need to get deflections, but those steals may not be there. So we have to be solid, force them to take contested shots, rebound the ball, and go out and execute offensively.
4: So, Jordan, when you listen to Willie Green talk about specifically about his, his need and desire to have that defense – Sort of continue into the postseason. You you're confident we're going to see that on Wednesday? Going to need it, right? Oh, you still got a few, you still got a, two games before then. So mm-hmm.
5: I like to watch these two before you know making a you opinion on you, Wednesday. You think I'm
4: looking too far ahead?
5: Yes, you are. There's still two I games am. left. Also, by the way, um, Brandon Ingram is suffering some you know a strain in his right hamstring. Sorry to be the bear, Brad news.
4: Thank you for that, Jordan.
5: I, you, like you said at the end of the last segment, I was on. I'll let you know, but I mean, it might not be news that you like. I mean, I could have just kept that to myself. You could have had a great you Friday.
4: Quite honestly, you probably should. You probably just should have kept it to yourself. Because now, now you're really making me think about next Wednesday. That that didn't help. The the good thing is you have you have a few days before next Wednesday. Yeah. How long he missed like what the last month and a half with the hamstring injury? Now I'm supposed to believe that this one's going to just get better in three days, huh? Four days. See what you do to me. I was I was enjoying my Friday. I was just enjoying the Friday. Sorry, man. That's all right. You got the Clippers and T Wolves after that. We know it's been a good season. I'm just I'm just putting myself in the He's, Cubs. I'm putting on. myself in the Cubs mentality already. I'm ready to go.
5: I'm I'm hanging up. Okay. I, I don't what the, I don't. What we, well, you haven't no given me?
4: Get, yeah, have you given me a? Uh, have you given me a reason for hope? Have you given me anything?
5: What did, What did you give me? By the way, the Pelicans. The first time in a in, in a while that the Pelicans are playing in meaningful games. That's that's <laughs> a reason I have hope.
4: That's hope. Alright. You could have said like Herb Trey, Trey Murphy making threes, you know, Herb's gonna continue to, to do things, I mean, Jackson's playing well, I mean, you could have given me something. Larry Nance is dunking here. He's oh, dunking it sounds there. like you already know all these things, so those wouldn't have helped you. Well, I was, I was, I gave you a chance to help me. You know, to remind me to to
5: give me more reason for. Optimism. You already had those off the top of your head, so I mean, it, it would have just wouldn't have mattered to
4: you. Look, it's it's day two of the Major League Baseball season. I'm in full Cubs mode now already. You know, I, you, you expect you the worst. you expect the loss, you expect. Gus, they, they, they didn't
5: they didn't yeah. decrease any amount of the games in yeah. the MLB. The, day two, who cares? Yeah. This is you have more. Pelicans I care games. because
4: I can screenshot the standings right now, and the Cubs are in first place. That's why. That's why I care.
5: I'm pretty sure there's a lot of teams
4: tied for first place. (laughs) That's fine. But you can't be tied if you're not in first place, Jordan. What? All right, so do you want me to give you your homework assignment on Monday? We're going to have fun with this. We're going to have fun with this. You ready? So we were talking yesterday a little bit about all of the – the, the Pels in comparisons. Remember yesterday I was kind of talking about how I thought like CJ McCullum could maybe be to Willie Green what Drew Brees was to Sean Payton in terms of being that extension on the coach on the floor, ambassador for the city. I mean, this guy like every, it feels like every five minutes, um, he's talking about the city's doing all those things. So I mean, there's, there's reasons I was saying it could sort of be like that. And that kind of led to a conversation with me and Brian <laughs> yesterday evening during the game. Like, you know what? Let's just have some fun here. If I, if I name a Pels player, think of a Saints player that's somewhat equivalent, right? This was, should be easy for you. Okay. Herb Jones.
5: Wait, we're going to do this Monday, guys. Yeah,
4: I know. As I'm just saying, but you can, you can start it now. only got two minutes to the break. So I, but I'm going to get callers who do this, but who, who would you say Herb Jones? This was an easy one for me.
5: Really? It was? Mm-hmm.
4: You can't. I think would it. come Kamara. No. Herb Jones? Herb Jones. You didn't even think about that, did you? What is Herb Jones known for? His defense. Yes. Who's the best defensive player in the Saints right now? Uh, there's a few of them. Oh, my gosh. I I, I So, I, I immediately went to Mario Davis. I thought to Mario Davis. You don't think to Mario Davis is a key component on this defense? It he kind of sets Marsha- everything up. No, he's not Marshawn.
5: It could be Marshawn Lattimore. Mm,
4: I, well, yeah, yeah, you can pick whoever you want. I went with to Mario Davis is what I did. What about Bi?
5: Ooh, Bi. He can kind of do everything.
4: Uh huh. All right, so they. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say Alvin. That's who I went. Similar sort of demeanor to an extent too, as well, right? I mean, you, they're they're not like the most boisterous kind of players on the on the court and stuff like that. They have a little fun, but anyway, we're gonna have fun with this on Monday because I, I went with every player to do it, and. Um, I had fun doing it. So let's have fun doing that on Monday. That's your homework assignment. And now you're off. Go enjoy your Friday. I still got to upload the show, so I'll be uh, like, so You know what I mean. Okay. Uh, coming up next, Marlon Favre. What's he doing this weekend? He'll tell us. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
3: MLB opening day is here, and right now, all customers can swing for the fences with a no-sweat, same-game parlay on FanDuel Sportsbook. Just pick any MLB game and combine at least three bets into one bet for bigger payouts. I like the Atlanta Braves to win on opening day against the Reds. I like the Braves to score over four and a half runs. And I like starting pitcher Max Free to get more than five and a half strikeouts on opening day. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will refund you up to $10 in free bets. Not sure what to bet on? Check out FanDuel's popular same game parlays to see what most fans are betting and get in on the action. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sports book. Head over to your FanDuel account or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code KLRZ to bet your no sweat same game parlay today. That's promo code KLRZ. Must be 21 and over in President Louisiana. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable side credit that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and help, call one stop
0: Road Homer.
1: He's back. He's like the thing
0: that when you shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since I started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now
2: back to The Sports Hangover with Gus the
4: Three Marlins, favorite. Yeah.
6: Hello, somebody. Hello. Okay.
4: Apologies for that, Marlon Favorite. As always, sir. What is going on, buddy?
6: Well, man, I'm on the beautiful West Bank. Uh, about to take my mother to a little lunch for a birthday. Uh, well, late birthday. Hello, somebody. So, Mama Favorite' uh, birthday was not a day. So, uh, we're about to do a little lunch real quick. For you know, what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I
4: understand that lunch can turn into dinner, and it can turn into a nice nap afterwards, man. What's going on? Uh, we got a lot. <laughs> To kind of get into here, working out—you hear that a lot, man. It can mean a lot of different things. Obviously, that means going to the gym, staying in shape, player workouts, getting ready for it, working out for scouts, different camps, all kinds of different things. And the last several days and weeks, you've seen that LSU had its pro day camp. You've seen a lot of different locals do that as well. The Saints hosted a, a pro day as well for some of the smaller schools, Nichols players and things of that nature that showed up. Marlon, how important is it to just get eyes on an athlete as opposed to just looking at the film? I know the film don't lie, but what is the level of importance of being able to put your eyes on someone?
6: Well, it's, it's super important to be able to put your eyes on a player because you, you see them on film. Yeah, that's great, but what you what you really want to do is Get their personality. Um, you know, of course, you know, film, a person may look a little smaller on, on film versus your person. Oh, their person is bigger. You know, the person's work ethic, their personality, fact finding questions. I can remember the interviews at the combine and even after the Saints workouts at LSU, um, they would, we would sit down at walk-ons and walk ons and, I can remember sitting down having one-on-one conversations with Coach Payton and Coach Williams at the time and just getting to know me as a person. So that's why in-person is, is super important versus just what you see on film. You
4: now, one of the other aspects of it, too, is the importance of, I guess, leaving that impression as well. Marlon, What can, what kind of advice do you give players that you work with here as well, in those workouts, obviously the, the obvious, right, of leaving everything on the field, performing physically, but do you also talk to your athletes about the importance of communication and, and, and maybe making an impression that way? I do,
6: Gus. I think communication is a key piece for the coaches. Being able to be clear when the coaches ask you about situations. So case in point, I remember I was asked about the Georgia game when the Denver uh, D-line coach, sat down and talked to me like, hey, what were you thinking on this play? And he wanted to check to see what my response was going to be to be able to see if I put myself in a position to fit their program. So that happens a lot, Gus, when, when you get into the nitty-gritty with those in-person uh, workouts. Like I was just talking, we have, I mentioned this to you via text, uh, Kalen Parker. Um, he's a guy I played at Dartmouth, uh, had an extra year, obviously two years extra years, uh, given the – Coronavirus, He got the transfer portal before that and, and, and ended up signing with Albany. And he did kickoff return at Albany. He was a heavy uh, third down back, big playback back for, for Dartmouth. So, key word, Dartmouth. So, sitting down with a kid like that, you got a kid from Chase, Louisiana, West Bank of New Orleans, Platinum mm-hmm. Parish, but he went out to Dartmouth. Like, what that experience is like. Did you finish school? Yes, I graduated in the fall of 2020. That matters to the scout. So when you're doing your evaluation, yes, he checks off the box. He has the speed. He has the size. You know, so on and so forth. But, you know, how is he in between the ears? Uh, mm-hmm. What type of player he is? Could he, is he a locker room guy? Could he make our team better not only with his work ethic, but what he's able to do inside the locker room in regards to keeping the, keep the team intact? So I think all of that plays a major role as well.
4: Obviously, guys like... You know, Derek Stingley Jr. and and other names at LSU and other big schools in the state. You really have guys that, you know, know all about those players. But So how important is it to have, like, that workout that the Saints had for maybe some of the other schools here as well? Look, I mean, there's a lineman that the Cajuns have that I think could be a really nice, you know, Friday-Saturday pick, perhaps – for, for some teams in the NFL that's pretty solid. And not just that, maybe, you know, some schools that didn't get an opportunity to maybe play in front of a lot of national eyes and audiences. So how important is it for these guys from Louisiana to get looks?
6: It's big, especially for the for the guys like Kalen who come from a smaller school. You know, going to LSU, I had my pick of it. I, me and my agent, we already had went to the senior bowl. I wasn't invited, but I still drove the mobile to start getting those interviews. And hello, somebody. And then going to the combine, being able to do all those different deals. So it's multiple times the teams had a chance to see me and talk with me. For the guys that are locally from Louisiana, it's great with the same stuff it, it, It's actually huge because some of the guys that go to the smaller schools, even in-state, they, they don't get a, an opportunity to get the look. You need to be successful uh, in the evaluation process of scouting going into the draft, looking at who you'll bring off draft guys. So, uh, you know, to sum it up, Gus, in that regard, it's super big uh, just for that deal. And and other regional scouts are there, too, like for other leagues and and so on and so forth and maybe some other scouts from the area. So it's not just the same as other teams as well.
4: You know, the John Dixon, you saw Chase 4K was out there throwing to him as well. at Nichols, man, that was an incredible combo. he's had He had an incredible career there in Thibodeau. He's one of those players, too, where you look at production will tell you something, stats will tell you something, then maybe you come back and go, well, where did he play and things of that nature. But being able to maybe see route running, speed, recognition, hands, those are things that, you know, when I was thinking, watching those two guys work out, uh, uh, a workout like that can go a long way for him.
6: It can, and Chase is another great example. Now, what helps Chase out, too, is the pedigree. It, it doesn't hurt that, that John played for the Saints and, you know, he has that. He has family that coaches um, local high schools. So, you know, you look at all of that, Gus, the scouts are looking at that, too. Uh, the between-the-ears stuff, like the football IQ, just the, the different things that a guy that may not have family that, that, that has an NFL background to do. I noticed when I talk to the coaches with my son right now, as he's still evaluating what school he wants to go to, they pay attention to that. They, oh, his dad knows this and that. So certain questions, they'll just go by because, they, oh, I know he understands that. So for a kid like Chase, that's going to be huge to get him uh, get him somewhere on the roster. And he works to sell off, too.
4: Right. Um, obviously, these camps are important. And also, you know, for, for, for players to kind of get their look-sees because not just Perhaps in draft, but Marlon, I was kind of poking a little fun, but in all honesty, it is a very important aspect, and the Saints have been very good at it. Undrafted rookie free agents, we all want to hear those names, right, on draft day, no matter where it is, and especially if you don't hear it in the seventh round, sixth round. At what point you know, do you as a player start going, you know what, if I haven't heard it by then, I'd rather not get drafted. That way I can maybe pick my situation that's best for me. And workouts like these may help in that when it comes time to looking and trying to fill out those undrafted rookie free agent class and, you know, all of a sudden it's about offering you money and getting the best deal and all those things, these workouts then become even more important on that, huh? Because you saw them.
6: It, it is. It, it, it plays a much bigger role because, again, it, you're looking at every element to to that process. um from, from the start to the finish. So it, it's not it's not a situation, just, uh to where you want to take that process lightly at
4: all. Marlon, you got a camp coming up here this weekend that you're going to get a chance to kind of help these kids to eventually get to that level where you're going to be uh, performing in front of scouts, huh?
6: Yes, man. I got a call from old, old, old Hester. Say, hey, man, need you to come out and help me and Clyde uh, with the, with the youth kids in, in Baton Rouge. It's going to be at the LSU right from three to six, I think. I, yeah, I posted. I just posted it on my IG um, about the, the actual uh, football academy deal. Um, it's the League football Academy hosting, and Clyde, that was their going to be against coaching the skill guys. Chester, you know, big hand, Hester. He probably do linebacker and fullback, and I'm gonna handle the line. So I'm excited about it. <laughs> um, I, I was listening to them earlier. Clyde was like, "Oh no, them kids come out there to work now, T-Bob. So T-Bob might come out there too because." Man, hey, we might need you to run for all those dudes, man. It might be an issue, so we might need you out there, too. But it's this Sunday, You know,
4: it's funny. I saw you mention Clyde, and he's one of those examples, too, huh, Marlon? Um, overcoming so many different odds. It's just a great story, man, on so many things. Obviously, being able to show a kid a drill, being able to say, hey, I'm in the league playing for KC and things of that nature that got drafted, that, that helps. But how much of the storylines of him, and even Hess, too. man. I mean, being able to see where his career sort of come almost full circle, you know, being on an ESPN Baton Rouge and such. But being able to show both of those guys are examples to me that were kind of like, man, hard work and effort got them to where their name's known today. Would you agree with me on
6: that? I agree with you 100%. And going back to your other question about the sixth and seventh round, those later rounds choosing to be an undrafted free agent, you have the Pierre Thomas stories, and even even with me with that one. But for Clyde, I'll never forget this. And I told this to him and Darryl a few months ago. I remember LSU was going through rebuilding their indoor facility, and those two guys were working on the weight room inside of the the field turf, and they were just grinding, and you know, with too much excitement. I said, "Look, y'all two dudes gonna make a huge impress- impression. The next two years, I mean, Darryl, he didn't get drafted." You know he handled his business like to the point of your other question, the six or seven round, and Clyde going first round. Jacob has to, you know, a fullback a position that just missed the boat, right? You know, the full a position that's dissipating over time gets drafted high as a fullback. So that just speaks volumes about those guys. But like you said, Gus, great stories, man. We'll have to do two or three segments on it. <laughs> oh, easy,
4: no, no doubt about it, man, for sure as to where that that sort of goes. Um. I just want to get one final thing from you as well. It was made official today by the Lakers. Um, it's it. It's over. LeBron not going to try for the scoring title. He's not playing the next two games. Apparently, the ankle's too sore. Feelings are hurt. Whatever the reason he's not playing, Marlon, are, are you okay with the fact that the King's season has come to an official conclusion, sir?
6: His regular season has definitely came to a conclusion, which means everything is over because the Lakers is not going. Look, when you, when you have been great for so long, Right, when you when you played at this level. And I saw the meme, they had Kobe with the with the thing on his shoulder and LeBron oh I'm out with an ankle with his glasses on. Hey look, man, we when you when you straddled the line of two errors and was great at both, you
1: know so so all that
6: LeBron haters out there is all the But in the meantime, know that juvenile and man the fresh gonna be in the uh, the smoothie king center <laughs> this weekend the halftime show. Right, Four hundred degrees. They're gonna hype the city up, so you know. King James is out. Just go ahead and get my pelt at, man, a size 8. I'll be
4: with you. It is, baby. Size 8. We'll do what we can do, man. Enjoy the camp this weekend. Again, tell everybody where it's at.
6: It's, uh, it's in Baton Rouge at the LSU Rex Guys, I wish I had to send me the information like four or five seconds ago, so I'm pull it up. It's on my uh, Instagram stories for sure. So if y'all follow me, at DC504 Instagram. Oh, I have it. It's uh, Elite. Uh, training academy so definitely i'll tweet it out
4: too baby yeah go ahead and do that man and then uh we'll see it ages five to thirteen three to six o'clock man good job marlon and uh appreciate All you right, giving Carter.
6: back man you know man. what Carter, I, Carter. I, I, i'll i'll
4: see i'll see because here's the thing um what's that that's sunday he wants to go to the strawberry festival so, do we do strawberry festival? Or do we do youth football at five? What, like, what are you? What is he doing at five? What are we? What are we having him do? Okay, so can he run really fast into something and just hit it? <laughs> I
6: like that. But the strawberry festival is, uh, festival festival is, tra- is attractive too, and partial tool. Yes, so.
4: you're, you're competing against funnel cakes, Ooh, strawberry God. everything. A beat of strawberry. I mean, you, know, you understand where I'm getting at here with this? I mean, I, I mean, I think the missus really wants to go. To, to, yeah. Oh, never no, mind. Yeah, on. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I appreciate the invite, but, you know, the, the camp's 5 to 13. Next year he'll be 6. He'll be available for the next seven years. I got plenty of time to do that. <laughs> Funnel cake it is. guys.
6: Uh,
4: I need to be some funnel cake and strawberries. Thank you, bud. I appreciate the time, man. <laughs>
6: Thanks for having me, y'all. Enjoy the weekend.
4: For sure. And Big Faye 504 is the way to follow on Twitter. Inside the Trenches, the podcast, and go check out that football camp. Jacob Hester and uh, also Clyde edwards along with Arlen Fay Wright and others. It's the Sports Hangover. We come back. Leo Haggerty. We'll talk a little Masters, and we'll talk a little football as well. Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. She got Hollywood eyes, but she can't shoot what she's seen. My mama was
0: a dancer. And that's all that she knew Cause when you live in the desert It's what pretty girls do
1: non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you were pregnant while working in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present, and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at one 99 toxic If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible Attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Family 2212725.
2: kishan j will and max shame on us we talk about the greatest coaches in all sports every time we have these type of conversations gino rm's name
3: is not mentioned
2: 14 straight final fours six perfect seasons and won 11 national championships the dominance is john Wooden like g j and max
0: mornings on espn radio and on the espn app that man's got some stones.
4: Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on.
0: Now back to The Sports
2: Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
4: Well, it's not exactly the round Tiger Woods would have liked. Joining us, Mr. Leo Haggerty. We chat about everything from the Final Four to the NBA, if you'd like, to the Masters, of course. I know you follow that as well. We will finish out with where we are in the NFC South and some NFL storylines from this week since we last talked a week ago. Leo, good afternoon to you. How are you? I'm fine, Dustin. I'm sitting here watching the
2: Tiger stand over a birdie putt here. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But I'll tell you what, Dustin, everybody's struggling in Augusta today. Twenty-five, thirty mile an hour winds and a wet course—not a good situation for the golfers.
4: Well, that's—I'm glad you did that because again, I'm just watching, so I have it muted. I don't have my closed captioning going on, so I really don't know what it is. Some of the storylines and another missed putt there by Tiger. Um, you know. That's why I was going to ask you, you you texted me yesterday, how sore and how is his body going to feel today? And Tiger was asked about that yesterday as to what he thought he was going to feel going into today, and, and, and I didn't know. So I was just trying to use, like, things that we can all relate to the day that, you know. We we do the gardening in April, and the way your hamstrings and lower back feel, or you know, if we go play basketball and have it in a while, and you feel that way. If I go right now and probably play around in golf, my lower back will be sore the next day. And I, I know I'm not Tiger in that shape and that kind of athlete, but walking like he did yesterday, you thought he looked like he was favoring his body a bit.
2: Yeah, I I, I thought in uh, the last five or six holes, you could see he he was straining. Absolutely. And, uh, you, you know what, Gus, just him teeing off at one is a win. Anything else is going to be, you know, icing on the cake. And, I, to the thought of him getting into, you know, making the cut after what he's been through, that that is the farthest thing from my mind. The fact that he may be in this thing on Sunday, whew, think about that. I mean, isn't it, this is a monumental physical uh experience by Tiger just to get to where he's at now.
4: It's just crazy you look at it as he um he was able to save par on that one, the projected cut four over, but to kinda of just show you what yesterday was, and that's why I was trying to explain throughout all this, um, Leo, is that it was so remarkable that you you have a bad seven holes, which is what he's had. He's looking at the cut line. I mean, that's how far up he sort of was. I mean, he had a bogey at one, a bogey at three, a bogey at four, a bogey at five. He just finished the seventh and he's, uh, parred the other three holes. So four bogeys, three pars through seven holes. And it goes, you go from two shots out the lead to looking at the cut line. That's why it was remarkable that he was where he was yesterday. Yeah. It's a,
2: it, it's a tremendous physical performance by Tiger, no doubt about it. And, and believe me, Gus, he didn't pick the easiest course to come back on. If you've ever been to and I know you've probably been around that place to having relatives in Georgia that, hey, <laughs> you're talking about the hill country. It is not a flat course like we have down here in Florida. He's going up and down, up and down, up and down. Not good for the foot, to say the least.
4: Yeah, it stinks. Um, hopefully he can make the cut and make it. But it, as you're saying, not a lot of people are, are playing, you know, it's not pulling away from the field a bit. It's just, it's hard to make up those birdies and you're going to have to do that. And in the past with his length, you would say holes like the one that's coming up now, the par fives, right? You got a, a five at eight, a five at 13, five at 15. If, if he can get this somehow to even, Julio, huh but by, by today, Oh, Gus, I, I think he's in the hunt even if he's two over.
2: Again, I don't expect to see anybody on the leaderboard above five under. And, and I, when they said four over is the cut line, I'm thinking it's more going to be five or six. Again, yeah, the, the rules in the Masters and, and in the Majors, anybody within ten strokes of the lead. So there's going to be a log jam there between, let's say, two under and two over. Because uh, people aren't playing really bad. They're just not scoring. So, again, I, I expect to see the leader at, at five, at no higher than five under. Because it, it's not going to get any better, the conditions, as these guys coming off the tee in the afternoon. Yeah,
4: no doubt. Speaking with Leo Haggerty, uh, so, you know... That's the one aspect that we gotta paying attention on here. Then the end of the NBA season is something else. But man, the NFL season never really ends. And you know, we since we last spoke, the Saints have made that trade, and they made that trade with the Eagles to get two first round picks. Your initial reaction when you saw that?
2: You know, Gus. Uh, they asked me on on the radio up in Philly uh, on a scale of one to ten, what do you give the Eagles on that? I said I give them an eleven because. You can't sign three number one picks. So they did a great job. But I also said, I give the Saints a 12. Because now, all of a sudden, they've come into the conversation. Gus, there's six teams with multiple picks in the first round. That's unheard of. So what you're going to see, it's still a lot of moving and shaking. Especially because right now, in my opinion, there's not a quarterback in the top 20. In terms of where they should go, now somebody's probably going to reach at fifteen, but it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. That's for sure. And the Saints are sitting in the driver's seat with with two number one picks.
4: You know, it's interesting. You mentioned all the different teams that have first round, multiple first round picks, and I I wouldn't say poo poo the idea, but I guess it can happen. I just don't see them using the two picks for a quarterback which seems to be some sort of popular national take on this. I see the top tackle and the top receiver at 16 or 19 whoever is there that's where you go with. Like that just makes so much sense to me and I think it's a a loaded draft that receiver which you can get a guy that can come in right now and help you. There's a relationship with Chris Olave um with with Michael Thomas already apparently, you know, with that relation from Ohio State and actually communicate and they did while he was in college and things of that nature. So I, that makes it a point. And then you have Keyshawn Johnson this week. I, I played the sound bite from on ESPN on, back on Wednesday. I'm probably assuming he got the info from, uh, from Michael Thomas's nephew, but he said the Saints aren't taking a quarterback this year or next year. They're in win now mode. It, win now mode isn't taking Corral or Pickett or Ritter in the first round, in the first round.
2: Oh, absolutely. And Gus. I'll tell you what, and I learned my trade, and it's an NFL scout, from Carmen Perrone, who was the lead scout for, of all people, in New Orleans Saints. And he, he taught me that first-rounder has to play. He said, except for a quarterback, you can sit him, but the first-rounder has to play. The second-rounder has to contribute. He has to be someone who is that third-wide receiver, your nickel corner, he's your rush end. Somebody like that, I'll tell you what. If Alave falls to the Saints, or he's still around yeah. at eleven or twelve, I'd run. I think the Saints, Oh, run. make it, <laughs> make it jump. Make that. I, I mean, I, I, I think you sprint to to, to put that name in mm-hmm. because this kid, again, uh, speed. You can't teach speed. You can't teach size. He's got the speed, and all you got to do now is teach him how to run route. And when, when you got uh, the big guy on the other side who's going to attract double teams, you're going to yeah. be running on single coverage. That that would be a great pick for the Saints.
4: Yeah, and his route running got a lot better. I kept playing the Brian Baldinger breakdown of a game against Clemson in which he just did a very short 5-7 to seven in-out route towards a near pylon in the end zone that was a touchdown in which he just turned the DB so quick. And what Brian kept bringing up was – the quickness in and out of a route, and then if the ball is placed there, it's just indefensible. And I think that's kind of what, you know, I, I like too. Look, I like Traylon Burks because I, the guy is just massive. Um, I, I know he didn't run a fast 40 in that, uh, in the combine. I'm interested to see what happens in the pro day if he improves that 40 on there. But at the same time, are you football speed or not? You, you, you can't tell me you watch games in the SEC with him. And I think he was one of the best receivers in the conference or a guy that can't help you on a Sunday.
2: Gosh, I, I agree with you. And and if your listeners will learn one thing from this segment, do not fall in love with a 40-time. Because there aren't a whole lot of times in the NFL where you're going to run 40 yards straight down the field. It's just not going to happen. It's Again, like you said, it's football speed. How fast can he run his shoulder pads and equipment and a helmet? And that's the key.
4: Mm -hmm. No doubt. Uh, all right, man. Uh, we look at that and then we look at some of the other moves that were interesting because I know a lot of Saints fans are like, Hey, they, they wanted receivers to be sun. And I'm like, "Uh, you know, I, I'm okay with not, and I wouldn't, you know, I'm going to say overpaying. I mean, were you surprised the Texans gave an extension to Brandon Cooks in that amount? 19.2 million per year. (laughs) You know, because it's almost like they were forced to do
2: something right. down there because for the past two or three or four years, everything they've done is wrong. Right. So, again, they, uh, Brandon Cooks, yeah, good receiver. Uh, did they overpay for him? A little bit, not as much as as probably people would think because he's going to have to be your number one down there, and, and no. that's huge.
4: I understand. That's what I'm saying, especially with no quarterback. That's a weapon. I, I get it from that standpoint, but – Look, I I, I could see why the Saints reportedly were interested, but, you know, I don't think they were going to pay 19.2 a year.
2: No, no, and especially, this this is a plethora, and then that's my (laughs) SAT word of the day. There's a plethora of wide receivers coming out of college this year. I mean, you may get a starting wide receiver as low as 27, 28, or 29, maybe even 30, that they'll be, I would not be surprised to see eight or nine wide receivers go in the first round wow. just because there's no quarterback. Yeah, I mean, who's going to pull the pin on the quarterback? That's the biggest thing. And, again, somebody's going to reach. They always do. But I don't think you see a quarterback come off the board until probably 17, 18, 19. If it comes off before then, Gus, it's a reach for me.
4: Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't have a doubt in my mind. I, I will bet you a po' boy when you come back to New Orleans, sir. Even though I still owe you, and I will treat you to regardless. But just for uh, argument's sake, I'll bet you a po' boy that um, there's no way the Panthers don't take a quarterback. There's no way they don't take a. I would be absolutely shocked if at six, some position other than quarterback is selected, and I won't be texting you. Ha Matt Rule selected so and so.
2: Gus. Can we, can we put an addendum to that? I don't think they'll take a quarterback at six. But if there's a team that wants to move down to 12, 13, they may take them down there. Mm. But I'll tell
4: you what, six is just so much of a read. Dude, it's not even I'm, I know, but there isn't a mock draft I haven't seen that doesn't have them going with Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. And I, I haven't seen a single one, man. There's always a quarterback in all the mock drafts that they have. And it's always it's always the Panthers. I yeah. mean, right. I, uh, Gus? You and I
2: poo pooed the, the the Donald trade last year. Going, you know, what the heck are they thinking? So you know that that made no sense. But uh, again, if the, uh, Gus, did you just see that with the guy breaking his club? That's an iron. Oh, yeah. He wow. Split an iron. Wow. <laughs> that's impressive.
4: <laughs> that's uh, that's a manufacturer error for sure. All right, man. Thank you, Leo. Appreciate the time and enjoy the weekend. Gus, I'll be going to the USS Spring Game
2: Saturday and the Lightning tonight and Sunday, so it's going to be a hectic
4: week for the old guy. Oh, I hear you, man. Well, you know, take a nap. <laughs> this is a Sports Hangover final segment <laughs> coming up next on ESPN New Orleans.
3: Terrio, Douay, and Terrio, more than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio, Douay, Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio, Douay, and Terrio at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou LaFouche in Golden Meadow. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to
0: announce we've received Health Grade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by HealthGrades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com.
3: 106 miles to Chicago. We've got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it.
4: Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengau. Day two of Major League Baseball action is underway. Cubs and Brewers got postponed due to the weather. Red Sox and Yankees, no doubt, buddy. Chuck Trisclair is happy. Red Sox up four three in the season opener for both of those teams over in the Bronx, and they're in the going into the bottom of the eighth. Top of the eighth, White Sox leading the Tigers three to one. In the top of the third, the Phillies at home lead the Athletics in the bottom of the second. Tampa Bay at home, taking on the Orioles, no score, coming up at 310. Todd Graffinini's cheating LA Dodgers will take on the Rockies. Mariners and Twins are at 310 in Minnesota and San Francisco. They're hosting the Marlins at 335. Mets and Nationals, they played yesterday, New York winning. 605 first pitch in that game in our nation's capital. Rangers at the Blue Jays seems to be everybody's favorite to not only go to the World Series in the American League, but to win the World Series. Daniel Salarsons and, um, joining interns, Atlanta Braves. They're 0 and 1. They lost last night to Cincinnati in Atlanta. That is a 6-20 first pitch. The Astros taking on the Angels at 838. And that's interesting. It's on Apple TV. There's a whole bunch of different things coming here in this, this calendar year. Major League Baseball moving to a couple of different platforms. As I mentioned, Apple TV, uh, plus, now has games, so that's a way you can watch games. So if you have Apple TV+, Plus, you can watch games that way. And remember that the um, NFL is going to be going to prime on the Thursday night games, so that's going to be interesting in that you have to stream to watch that game on that day of the week. And the Padres and the Diamondbacks... Final game tonight over at Chase Field in Arizona. Arizona won yesterday one to nothing. So that is your look at the Major League Baseball scoreboard as we get ready to wrap up this week. And don't forget tomorrow, Pelicans will be taking on Memphis. And look, it's simple for the Pels. You have to win one of the next two games. If you do that, now obviously the Spurs don't win and things of that nature, but I'm just saying you can take care of your business by you doing it yourself and the pelicans will be at memphis tomorrow that is a five o'clock game by the way it will be aired on nba tv so a 5 p.m tip time between the pelicans and grizzlies on nba tv tomorrow night also on nba tv it's a double header the nba wants you to see what's going on it's the warriors and spurs that game is in san antonio at seven thirty on nba tv so Go to NBA TV if you want to watch the Warriors and Spurs after, of course, you watch the Pelicans take on the Grizzlies 5 o'clock tomorrow. And then on Sunday, the back-to-back in the regular season finale, you have to take a nap. It's 8.30 on TNT, nationally televised, TNT game, Warriors and Pelicans at 8.30. Before that, you'll know, though, what you got to do or what's the issue because the Spurs and Mavericks – also at 8.30. So <laughs> there it is on Sunday. In case both teams win tomorrow. And then, um, I don't know if then obviously the Spurs can, can match or not, but if the Pels win tomorrow, it's done. It's over. They will host on Wednesday and that game is at 8.30. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for all that listen. And we will see you again on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Should be beautiful. Be safe and more importantly just have fun. Mr. Matt Moscona is up next with after further review on ESPN New Orleans your home for Pelicans basketball. <laughs>